Hello everyone and welcome back. I am Rain Zero, your GM for tonight's festivities, and let me say, wow, we had quite a session last week and some big things happening. First of all, we are now on iHeartRadio. If you prefer to get your podcast from there, you can subscribe to our feed through iHeartRadio.com or the iHeartRadio app. I've listened to shows on iHeartRadio since I was just a wee bab starting college, and this is the first time I've had a show listed on their site, and I am very excited about it. Before we get into the session today, I did want to cover a rules topic that we touched on last week, but I wanted to make sure it was clear, and that is, of course, death and dying. If you already know how this works, you can skip ahead to 3 minutes and 27 seconds into the episode. We had a few instances of the various stages of dying in Pathfinder last session, and I wanted to make sure that people know what we're talking about before it comes up again. Again, if you already know this or you don't really care, you can skip ahead to 3 minutes and 27 seconds into the episode. In Pathfinder 1st Edition, you are perfectly healthy from your maximum hit point total down to when you are at 1 hit point. Now, there are optional rules for when you are below certain thresholds or if you take massive damage to be injured, but for the ease of bookkeeping, we aren't using those here. So these are the basics. When you hit zero hit points, you gain the disabled condition. While disabled, you are staggered, meaning you can only take a single move action or a standard action like a, like a single attack, casting a spell, etc. You can move without penalty but you can't take full round actions such as withdrawing or running. And if you take a standard action, however, you drop to minus one hit points and start dying. Now from minus one HP up until you hit a number of negative hit points equal to your constitution score, you are unconscious and bleeding out. Each round, you may make a stabilization check or lose one hit point. Stabilization is a constitution check. This is a d20 plus your constitution modifier to stop bleeding out. The DC of this check is 10, but you take a penalty equal to your negative hit points on the roll. So it's pretty easy if you're just at minus one HP, but quite difficult if you're at, say, minus 15. If you succeed, you stop losing hit points and will regain consciousness if you get healed to positive hit points or in about an hour, whichever comes first. Now, if you don't succeed, that's, that's where things get nasty. When you hit a number of negative hit points equal to your constitution score, you are dead. If an attack drops you all the way to your negative con, you die immediately. You do not pass go. You do not collect $200. I also run that if you drop to double your negative con, your body is marred in such a way that it would be more difficult to bring you back to life. And you can bring people back to life, but that is an expensive endeavor and a story for another time. For now, let's get back into Curse of the Crimson Throne. Hello, beautiful wife. Hello, beautiful husband. So it's it's actually getting quite late now. Uh, the sun is beginning to set, and with it, 
uh, you will be aware that any stability that the day brought <laughs> as the night is falling is quickly eroding. It's not as bad as it was last night, but you get the feeling it's just getting started. Oh, boy. Um, like, as you're sort of going through the street around dusk, you start to see groups of people moving, uh, sort of hunched down. Um, furtively. Furtively. Um, gathering gathering in shop fronts and, and things like that. Uh, and and you get the feeling that people are getting ready for a, a night on the town. Unrest is fomenting. Yeah. Um, you would pass by a group of guards that are holding a few people at bay um, near the bay. Yeah. Basically, as you're getting through Midland, uh, you start to see like crowds of people kind of gathering uh, a few of them, a few of them like pressing in around uh, assembled guards around uh, like notable you know, government buildings and things like that. Uh, people shouting, where's the Seneschal? Where's the Seneschal, guards? Huh? Nobody's talking about that, are they? We've heard he's missing. He run after he killed the king, eh? Oh, crap. If you want to make a knowledge check, you may. All right. Well, that'd be a knowledge local or a knowledge nobility, for that matter. More likely, it would be knowledge nobility. All right. <laughs> uh okay um i think it was on an eight 12 uh 12 to knowledge nobility yeah <laughs> yeah um you don't really know much about uh the seneschal or anything all right um from what you know um there there is a there is a role called the seneschal <laughs> who is the who is the person that takes care of the castle uh-huh you know the seneschal has like a lot of power within the castle and can even do things like lock down the castle to protect the crown. You don't really know much about that. Um, you can't really remember the guy's name or. Uh, can like I? That. Can I see? So Ophelia also. I, I don't know how many people you will allow me to have roll for knowledge checks. Well, who has it? Uh, everybody has at least one rank in knowledge nobility. Well, then everybody can roll. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see if anything's coming to mind for Ophelia. Oh, hey. What's up? Ophelia got a total of twenty-two. She rolled right. a nineteen on die. So Ophelia has been sort of uh, hobnobbing in the uh, in the higher society circles for a bit, and she knows that the current seneschal of Corvosa is a man named Neolandis Kalapopoulos. Oh boy, I I I can't write that down. Neolandis Kalapopoulos. Yeah, I'll just send it to you. Thank you. Neolandis Kalapopoulos. He is a uh, he is a very what's what's the way to say this? He's sort of a Mark Ruffalo type. Okay. Here, I'll I'll send you a picture. Oh dang! When you said he was a Mark Ruffalo type, I didn't expect that him to look exactly like Mark Ruffalo. That's yeah. somewhat uncanny. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, you would know that the Seneschal is a role that's been around for a while. It is the person that takes care of the castle. They have sort of an unprecedented power within Corvosa in that mm. they are one of the only ones that can actually lock down the castle. All right. And control the 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 crown's movement. I feel proud of myself. I knew how to spell the word Seneschal, at least I think so, uh, due to my uh, several hundred hours playing Dragon Age. <laughs> ah, yes. Here we go. Before it became the home of Corvosa's monarchs, Castle Corvosa provided a home for the city's garrison. An early 
charter amendment gave the castle seneschal complete control over the entirety of the pyramid and all structures built on it and all tunnels discovered or dug within it oh later when the headquarters of the sable company moved into the castle a new amendment made the seneschal the liaison between the city's leader and the company's commandant the seneschal can veto the nomination of any applicant to the post of sable company commandant uh, people in Corvosa consider the castle seneschal as the second most powerful individual in the city, behind only the monarch. Although he no longer possesses the power to evict the monarch, he can make the city's leader a prisoner within the castle by sealing it and calling for Sable Company marines to man and guard it. To date, no seneschal has had any reason to use such dr draconian measures, but he retains the power nonetheless. When a seneschal dies or retires, the field marshal of the Corvosan Guard chooses his replacement from among the leadership of the Sable Company. Typically, the company's commandant becomes the new seneschal, although a promising junior officer occasionally leapfrogs into the limited but powerful position. Interesting. So the person who would be capable of essentially imprisoning uh, Queen Iliosa is missing. The only yeah. person who'd be able to do that. Interesting. Well, and also sort of the person responsible for security at the castle went missing with the death of King Eodred. So either so this makes it seem somewhat more likely that King Eodred's death was not just because he was old and sick, but was due to some sort of security breach. Interesting. Was King Eodred murdered? Perhaps. <laughs> I guess we'll have to find bum, out. Bum, bum. Do you want to? Do you want to talk to the rabble? Oh. <laughs> About this rumor? Not while I'm currently carrying a prisoner uh, with sure. me. That seems like a bad look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so people are going. So where is Calipopolis, eh, Gotti? Uh huh? Where are they keeping him? I just just want another one of those efforts for for old Croft to leapfrog away back into the good graces of the monarch. Ah, that. Yeah, yeah. One one other one other person. Uh, one other person in the crowd sort of goes. Yeah, I heard. I heard King Eadred didn't die of old age. He was made sick and murdered by someone he trusted. My money's on the castle seneschal Neolandis. Why else would he flee Corvosa after Eadred's death? And somebody else goes, he didn't flee. He knew too much and he was killed. I, my brother saw him going out of the city by Northgate. <laughs> <laughs> Your brother's seen all kinds of shit. Your brother said that he saw a gold dragon dressed in, dressed in uh, heels. <laughs> well, don't you know that's a side adventure set to Corvosa that you can get on the Pizer website? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. At least I don't think so. Anyway, so yeah, now these, pe these people are all yelling about the Seneschal and how the guards need to tell them what happened to the Seneschal. Cool. Um, Wouldn't it be nice if the guards actually knew? <laughs> the guards are sort of looking at these people like, I have no fucking clue what you guys are talking about. We but demand answers. But like the, guard the guards are sort of just like holding them at bay and you can see that a fight might break out quite soon. Oh, boy. That's okay. uh we'll just um we're just gonna skirt on past. Probably that just entire... like right in right in the middle of Midland. Yeah, um, we're just gonna 
uh, walk on past that with our prisoner. <laughs> yep. So you make it back to Citadel Volshynik. They are sort of tenuously establishing a perimeter again. <laughs> oh boy! As some people are starting to gather, um, you know, the, you can you can get that. There's what's sort of going on is people are gathering here because they're expecting to hear something about what's unfolding. Uh-huh. But then the assembled people are then spreading so many rumors about mm. what they think has happened so far. Mm. That it's riling up the crowds and some people like yelling at each other that, no, you're full of shit. That's not true. Uh, no, I heard so-and-so said. Yeah. Um, and then them and then everyone turning to the guards being like, hey, what really happened? What does the crown know? Oh, boy. And it's not looking good. Oh, boy. Yep. Yeah, I was. Oh, boy. I was really looking forward to. um to letting Damien go back to Thumanexus tonight, but it might still be too dangerous. Um, so. All right. Well, I guess we're going to uh, make our way into Citadel Volshynik. Um right. Like, I wish I had some information to give to these people, but I have no idea what happened to the king. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and telling them that the place that was giving them meat was also giving them humanoid meat is probably not going to help Probably matters. not going to do a whole lot for you. <laughs> uh, so you, you are able to make your way into the Citadel, and you are escorted by uh, a few of the guards. Let's just hope nobody gets any prion diseases. <laughs> oh, the greatest curse. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, and you're escorted to uh, Cressida Croft's office. Uh, where you wait for a moment uh, before the door finally opens and there is a uh, cleric of Abadar actually coming out of the office. Oh. And um, he, he sort of does that thing where, you know, he's holding the door as if he's going to leave and he, and he just looks back at Cressida and he says, Cress, I have to warn you. I can keep coming here every day, but restoration is only good for the effects of fatigue. You are going to need to rest. Eventually. Oh. Oh, this poor lady. Cressida, you see her eyes are more sunken now. Oh. Um, she, like, they're kind of bloodshot. Um, she just looks at this cleric and says, I'll rest when Corvosa can rest. Oh. Right now I have work to do. She sees you guys standing by the door. Come on in. All right, <laughs> we we bring in Van Caskerken mm-hmm. and uh, set him down in a chair. Yeah, we got your guy. So, Varric, this is what it's come to, huh? I know you haven't been happy with the way I've done things, but desertion in this hour when Corvosa needs you the most. You make me sick. She uh, looks at one of the guards that uh, escorted you up and goes, take him to holding. Wait. Hmm? There's some stuff you should know. You can tell me. 
he needs to be put in prison. It's on his behalf, really. Mm. So, we went and gathered some information about the operation that was happening at All the Worlds Meet. And you were under the impression that they were sort of starting a rebellion, right? That they were trying to secede or something? I know that he took a few of the guards and he abandoned the guard. He left his brothers and sisters in arms. Well, according to the people who, you know, actually live in the area and have been uh, frequenting this place, it was set up to make sure that people got fed. There's apparently some infrastructure problems uh, that have been keeping I, I know, livestock I know. from making its way into the city. I know. We're, we're trying to make sure that the city's safe, and unfortunately it means that we need more inspections, and it means that some goods can't just easily flow as much as they needed to. Well, but, he was using his uh, guard contacts to make sure that some of those goods flowed in anyway, and that they got to people who were starving. Look, I appreciate that. I do. But uh, abandoning your post. Look, there's there's no reason we couldn't have set something like this up on our own. I just need a little bit of time, and I just need the city to calm down for just a little while. We can set up, we can set up, uh, I don't know, shelters. We can set up places where we can feed people. But first, I need stores to stop burning. I need, I need houses to stop being broken into. I need, uh, I just need something. Yeah, I get that. Um... And, and people deserting, she looks at Varric, is not helping. Whether his goals seem noble or not. There's uh, probably some other stuff you should know as well, uh, Siren says, sort of uh, coming up. Can it wait until he's in holding? You might want to question him about this part, because we're not quite sure what's going on. She nods to the guards. Please, take him. All right. Look, I know you're new to this whole thing. Yeah, we started you yesterday. You probably haven't dealt with procedure. What I need to do right now is I need to know all the facts. Okay. And I can't really look at him and process facts right now. Yeah, that makes sense. The guards sort of grab him by the grab him by the shoulders and sort of, sort of roughly uh, take him away. He he just says, he just looks at Cressida and goes, "You know, I did it. I did it for you." Or. What I thought you were like when I joined. When I joined the guard, I was, I was proud to stand alongside you. I thought you were a person who stood up for something. You weren't just willing to bend over for the nobles. I thought you cared about the city. Maybe prove me right. She just sort of grits her teeth and nods to the guards who escort him out. Damien rubs the back of his neck awkwardly and goes, well, that seemed kind of manipulative. Uh, <laughs> and uh, one of the guards closes the door. <sighs> All right, what do you want to tell me? So, 
We also heard when we were gathering rumors that some of the people involved with Van Kaskerken and his illegal meat shipping operation were also doing mercenary work on the side. And so we asked them about it, and it turned out they were also killing people. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that sort of gave me uh, the bad feeling that they might be doing something with the bodies that wasn't very on the up and up. I mean, given that it's, you know, they, they killed people, it's not really going to be on the up and up. But you know what I mean. And... Yeah, it turns out they were kind of sort of carving up people and giving the meat to people. Excuse me? Yeah, I know, right? Siren. Calm down. Uh, and v Varric was involved in this? Apparently, Varric didn't have any idea. He spent all his time upstairs. They wouldn't let people go up to talk to him. Uh, when we told him, he seemed genuinely shocked and horrified. He put down his his weapons, he surrendered, he told us to bring him in. We tried to subdue his subordinates, but two Who of them was working got, with him? Um, so Damien, Damien is like, um, one was named Baldrago, one was named Carallo, and then there was a guy named Parnes, and a guy named... Mulder. Mulder? Mulder. Yeah. 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 And then I think those were all the people we saw. Uh, and two of them got away. I think it was uh Corallo and Valdrago. They only said his name once. I didn't get a chance to write it down uh, goes, because we were busy she, she started, fighting like, she for our lives. Like, she sort of starts thumbing through a, a book by by her side. <sighs> New recruits. Old Corvosan. They were calling themselves the Cowhammer Boys. <laughs> this is what I get tired of. People that think they can just don a guard uniform and throw their weight around. And they do shit like this when you don't supervise them. Sounds like the guards are having a lot of trouble recently. Not just related to the riots. <laughs> Look, we've always had problems keeping enough people in the guard. It's, uh, it's no easy task, but with this, the death of the king, and the city tearing itself apart, and now cannibalism. Well, to be fair to the people, I don't think any of them knew what they were getting. They were all just really hungry, and they were probably told it was like pork or something. But that people who wore guard uniforms could do something like that. Yeah, no, that's freaking messed up. She's been looking through this book for these names and she's got a she's got like a pen that she's sort of like digging into her desk as she's looking through the book. Look, I'm glad that you brought Varric in. I only wish you could have brought the others. I understand that they probably made that difficult. If you wish, you could dispatch a cleric the remains one dead body. Yes, well, We'll have the guards collect that. Perhaps pass him off to one of the temples. We can find out what his motivations were. Yeah. That's um, what I wanted to talk to you about, actually. Um, and I needed him gone so that we could. Did you find out anything about 
what motivated him to do this. Beyond just wanting to help. He could have helped in the guard. Um, sorry, I'm, I need a sneeze. There's, there's tissues on the, uh, side desk over there. <laughs> oh, sorry, you know, the, the smell of dead person got into my nose and you yeah, know, I've got this that. mask on and it just got stuck in there. Um, <laughs> you, you, you don't want to take that off? No, I'm good. Do you, so do you just wear that mask all the time? Yep. Oh, uh, this is like a blackjack thing. You know, the way that you're saying that kind of disparagingly makes me want to say no. Good. That means that you have a little bit of respect for what I do. Unlike Blackjack. Maybe we can talk a little bit about Blackjack later. I'd rather not. Aww. I mean, we sort of just got the impression that he felt like the guard wasn't doing enough to help people. It it honestly, he... He wasn't very forthcoming sort of after we told him that his organization was feeding people people, yeah. which eh, kind of makes sense. He didn't feel much like talking after that. Well, for his sake, I hope that he has more to share because uh, I have 48 hours to hold off on sentencing. We did. We did find out something, though. Mm. The meat there. It was being stockpiled. Mm. I don't know if it was something that Van Kaskerkin was preparing for, but at least somebody there had the impression that the city was going to need their help sooner rather than later. So you think they were planning for this, uh... Yeah. Somehow they knew, or they could see which way the wind was blowing. Well, I, I don't know if it's that they were involved... In whatever happened to King Eodred, or if they Look, just I wanna, felt like it, unrest was coming. I want to put rumors to bed right now. Ah, uh, this is privileged information, but I would like to start disseminating some semblance of the truth. The truth is King Eodred died of an advanced form of leprosy. Oh, shit. It was fast-acting and horrible, but... These rumors that are going around about the Seneschal or his wife murdering him. It's multiple people saw him. They saw the symptoms. It, it was it was disease, plain and simple. But most diseases are contagious, right? Did he get it from somebody? That I don't know. Usually the king is well tended to. Uh, he has, of course, clerics at his beck and call at all times. Uh. I'm still a little Unia. fuzzy on the details of how it happened so quickly. Unia pipes up. I contracted filth fever from someone on the street last night. Perhaps it's related. Perhaps uh, with this and the cannibalism, maybe uh, could be that Ergothoa has decided that she wants Corvosa to fall. Uh, for those of you listening at home, Ergothoa is the neutral evil goddess of gluttony disease and undeath. Uh, she is sort of a goddess dedicated to satisfying uh, one's own needs at the expense of others, uh, such as prolonging your life unnaturally or taking things by force. And also, she is a big fan of plagues, just loves them. 
She loves him. Oh, yeah, I thought it sounded kind of Ergothelian, but I didn't want to say anything because I don't uh, know. I'm, I'm not particularly religious, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't really get into that kind of stuff, but like I've heard things and it's really gross. I think what we need to do now is be vigilant. We need we need to uh not spread misinformation. If at some point it information presents itself differently and it starts to look like perhaps there is substance to something happening to King Eodrid on purpose, I will investigate that at that time. But for now, I have to treat it as just spurious rumor. So what do you want us to do with this information? When there, there's people outside of the Citadel and gathering in the streets and stuff, asking what's happened, are All we supposed want- to tell them that there's disease out there that they're supposed to worry about? All I want you to do is not propagate rumor. All right. The facts I have is that the king died of leprosy. All right. There's I have some currently I- discussion about uh, a funeral. As I understand it, it was... Uh, rather hard on the body, so I don't know that there will be anything public. There are some concerns that have come to my mind after this whole deal with the the butcher shop, which is that a lot of the stuff that, at least the impression that you had about the butcher shop that you told us did not really seem to be in line with any of the actual information about the butcher shop. What do you want from me? I work in an office. All I know is that a few of my guards abandoned their posts and went rogue. I just want to make sure that when we're working with you, we're not busting up soup kitchens. If I'd known it was a soup kitchen, I wouldn't have sent you. If I, This is my problem with Varric. If he had told me exactly what he wants... We probably could have worked something out. The fact that he wanted to take matters into his own hands, that he wanted to abandon the guard and become part of the problem rather than part of the solution, that's what bothers me. Mm. We're on the edge of a knife right now. The city is slipping, and I'm doing my damnedest to hold it in check. My resources are limited, though. I don't have all the information. I don't have enough guards for all of the rioting and looting and murder that's going on. I'm just doing what I can. I thank you for handling this professionally. As such, I believe we discussed payment being owed. Yeah. Was it 500 gold? Yes. Uh, she uh, reaches into a drawer. She pulls out a she pulls out a bag. Listen, I have forty eight hours to get a confession out of uh, a confession out of Varric, so that I might be able to uh, exonerate him on the more serious charges. After that, I have to charge him, and if I don't have evidence of something. Bigger? I'm afraid Varric's our only suspect for everything. I don't want him to be held responsible for things that he didn't intend. But I might have to. Because if the Crown finds out about this, there will be no choice. 
murder, cannibalism. They'll want to see him hang. So... What I'm getting from you here is that if there's any other information we can find or if we can track down either of the people who escaped. I'm not asking you to do this. That's beyond what I would expect of uh, freelancers. But if you can, I would appreciate it. Oh, there is one more thing. Uh, and Siren holds out the severed finger. Mm. We don't know who this came from, but we found it in the sort of the killing floor room, the grate to the sewer. Um, maybe you could have somebody do some magic to bring back the rest of the body. Uh, I don't think we don't have that kind of magic here. Um, you could try the Church of Abadar, um, but uh, I imagine that's going to be pricey. Yeah, it's. Uh I know a lot of people have gone missing recently. I mean, obviously, there's, you know, people have been getting killed and fed to other people. But do you have, like, a ledger or something somewhere? Maybe we can figure out who some of these people were. We have files. Um, it would take a long time to go through it. But uh, if, uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing, uh, I suppose we could give you access to the record room. Missing persons reports, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could... I could authorize you to do that. Okay, okay. Yeah. For now, I think you guys have done enough. Get some rest. Hey. Hmm? You should get some rest, too. <laughs> That's the thing. I haven't done enough yet. Look. Hmm? In a situation like this, you're probably always gonna feel like you haven't done enough. You can run yourself into the ground, and you can keep digging yourself into this hole. And you're just gonna end up exhausted at the bottom of a really deep hole. And you're gonna be too tired to crawl back out. Just gotta get through the night. Today was anything to go by. Most of these people wear themselves out by morning. Is there any assistance we can provide for you? Hmm? To allow you to... Rest... To some extent, tonight. Certainly I have nowhere to go. I don't really have the authority to uh, pass on those kind of responsibilities to you. For now, thank you. I thank you. And on behalf of the Crown, the city thanks you. You've, uh... You've acted as, uh... Fair and just arbiters of, uh... She sort of wilts up justice. Sorry. Uh, okay. We'll send for you if we have any other work that seems to fall into your uh, line of work. And, you know, the, the yeah, she's, she's very much kind of trailing off a little bit yeah. now. Yeah. Like, there's a knock at the door. Field Marshal Croft? Yeah. We've uh, apprehended a few people trying to break into the Bank of Abadar. Um, <laughs> Good they, freaking uh, luck. <laughs> they, uh, they're still being held. Ah, okay. What do you want us to do? Take them to holding, same as everyone else. Um, 
Ranking into the bank of Abadar? Seriously? The, the, guard, the guard at the door sort of just rolls his eyes like, yeah, I know. <laughs> at this point, I would wonder if some of them are meaning to be arrested. At the, the mention of people doing things, meaning to get arrested, uh, Lenore, Lenore's head snaps up. She goes, oh, crap, the kid. <laughs> <laughs> I left him at home all day. Forgot to get him lunch. I am a terrible mother. So yeah, they they uh, they give <laughs> she gives you she gives you five hundred gold, hey. uh, and uh, she also says that you are free to rest here if you need to. Uh, she says that because of this service that you've done, you have gained the gather information uh, favor, which uh, you can ask several members of the organization to assist them in gathering information about a particular sub subject and gain a plus four circumstance bonus on all diplomacy checks to gather such information. All right. So you can ask the guards for help in gathering information now. Neat. So 100 GP resource loan uh, mm -hmm. and uh, can have yeah. guards help any gather equipment, info. Any equipment uh, within 100 gold that the guards might have available, you may borrow. All right. You are rank one with the guard. Hey. Would it be possible for us to go down to holding? I know that um, Cressida wants to interrogate uh Van Kaskerkin herself, but I have a weird feeling that if she doesn't get to him by morning, she's not going to get a chance to talk to him. Mm. You know, two, two of the nefarious people in his organization got away. Mm -hmm. What if they come here to make sure he doesn't talk? <laughs> uh, um, uh, getting, getting into holding, uh, will be quite an affair of, uh, of going to the eight, the uh, the guard on duty and um and should I have handing over your weapons? Ophelia uh, bat her eyes. Uh, do a diplomacy check. <laughs> uh, bat sure. her eyelashes rather. Sure. Uh, uh twenty one. Check what their starting attitude towards you would be. <laughs> twenty one to diplomacy. Uh, let's see, this guy's probably got yeah. So you make you make him indifferent to you. Um, <laughs> by default, the guard on duty would be quite unfriendly to people coming into the uh, into holding. This guy who is just, uh, you know, it's probably like a like a guard in his uh, early thirties or something. Mm. Um, sort of getting into that confined to desk duty. Uh, yeah. Age. Yeah. Like where he where he's well, but he's still he's still uh, ready enough to throw his weight around and stuff. He kind of looks at you. He says, look, you can go into holding and you can talk to your guy, but you got to leave your weapons out here. That's fine. All of your weapons. Looks at Siren. Are you expecting me to do that thing where I keep pulling knives out of increasingly unlikely places you, on you my costume? You look like the type. Good call. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Ophelia is going to try anything. Uh, we have, we have, we're, it'll be okay. <laughs> okay. And like disposing of your weapons at the, uh, at the front desk, you would be led by several guards, uh, back into the holding cells. Uh, you get, uh, you know, the, the typical prison cat calls of, uh, of, uh, like, ah, are you the entertainment coming in for the night? Just gonna ignore them. Um, and uh, like other people sort of going, I'm innocent. You gotta let me out of here. You gotta let me out. <laughs> oh boy. 
Uh, uh, and then there's like there's a few people in the drunk tank that are just sort of uh, sleeping it off. Why don't they ever put the most recently captured people in the front of holding? <laughs> and um, with a cell to himself, you have Ven Kaskerken, guarded by uh, two rather tough-looking guards, one of whom uh, you would note is sort of dressed in the regalia of uh, Yamade. Oh, Paladin. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. At least there are some decent people in this town. <laughs> so Yunia kind of looks at this, uh, at the Yamade and Regalia, and they 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 look like slightly disdainful, but they don't say anything. Um, uh, you know, whereas... Um, uh, Do you want to explain that? Whereas uh, Ophelia... <laughs> uh, sorry. Whereas... Um, uh, Damien and Lenore like look a little bit more relieved that there's like a like a, a paladin here, um, you know, at least a little bit more relieved. Um, or I'm sorry, uh, Unia's deal with Yamade is uh, uh, something they can explain later, probably, but it's not really a great place to ask. I, I don't really know what the deal is. Oh, so. Oh, okay. Well, um, I mean, <laughs> so basically, like when Aridin died, um, Yamade took a lot of his. Uh, followers. Uh-huh. But she's known you know, as the inheritor. Yeah. Even. But you know, she's she's lawful good. Uh, uh so so you're sort of like this fucking goody goody. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's like, yeah. Uh oh, this this upstart, she became a god through the star stone, like uh like just riding on riding on Aridin's coattails. coattails and now everybody yeah. likes her. Yeah. Uh and o- if only people had just stuck with Aridin, they'd realize that he wasn't actually dead, and instead they just ran to whoever was there, and she was there. And she took advantage of it. <laughs> wow. And blah 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 blah. That hussy. <laughs> Stealing all of my man's followers. <laughs> Home wrecker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so maybe you and you will get to rant about that later, but maybe they won't. <laughs> so Varric will just sort of be sitting there on the uh, bench in his cell, just sort of looking out the small barred window uh, at the uh, at the river. Doesn't really acknowledge you being there. Hi again. <sighs> Hi. So, sorry to bother you while you're, you know, brooding and stuff. I understand the importance of a good brood, but we're a little concerned that you could potentially be in danger from the people who got away. Uh, Do you think that they'd come back to get you? (laughs) They're not coming back here. All right. Because um, we talked to Cressida, and she said that they were new recruits and probably just joined to take advantage of the um, ability to bully people granted by becoming guards. Or something to that effect. Maybe. I don't know. She was also wondering if there was any other reason that you started this whole business besides wanting to help people in need. Yeah, give me a diplomacy check. Yeah. Oh. Mm. 11. Look, it didn't work out the way that I wanted. And that's... That's that. So we know that you were stockpiling meat. Hmm. 
before this disaster happened. So if you don't want us to think that you were somehow involved in what was going on, you should probably explain why you were ready for this. I'll start to explain. I wanted to help people. Things were going south. How did you know things were going south before Eodra died? Had you... Had you followed the news? Had you read anything about the king? He, he was obviously sick. Meat uh, spoils. How did you know to start prepping now? You know, only a sense motive? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I will have Unia do that. Oh, I should roll their creepy colored die for that. So for reference, I have like a gray and green die that I roll for Unia because it's creepy. Oh, that's not especially good. That's an 11, but I have other people with sense motive. We'll have Lenore also roll a sense motive. Um, and Lenore got a 13. So 15? Do we get anything? <laughs> uh, let me roll bluff for Varric. Can I also roll an intimidate check for the, uh, you'd better tell us what you were yeah, doing. Yeah, 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 um, you can do that. Is this, an, is this an area of, uh, Darkness? in which Unia, or sorry, in which, uh, Siren is known uh, for her vigilante identity. Um, is she renowned here? Not particularly. You kind of okay. just been here for the day. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, um so, what did you get for sense motive? Uh, fifteen. All right. Um, yeah. Let me roll so. the intimidate. Ooh, uh, seventeen. So when you're talking to him and you're sort of asking him about there being any other reason, um, you get that he he is being avoidant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the 17 to intimidate, does that uh, soften him up at all? So so to that intimidation, you, you think that I, I was planning something about the death of the king? I was planning to help the people. What do you want from me? We want to know why. Because they need help. Can Lenore also try and intimidate? Um, I think you, you kind of got as much as you can right, out of intimidation. Right, right. Um, you've essentially just kind of, since he doesn't have anywhere to run to, you just made him angry. Uh, <laughs> he just sort of broods more. Great. Was there anything in the, um, I know we, we sort of ended last time before we got a chance to go through the rest of the building. Um, I would have checked to see if there were any ledgers or like no, communications or anything. There wasn't really anything. Um, there was a ledger with like a list of like family names and like um, schedules for getting meat to them and stuff like that. All right. Like sort of, sort of, it was sort of a uh, marked down in um, what people had available and like when they would need food. All right. Okay. And yeah. Uh. This is sort of like rationing out what they have. There was like a inventory of how much meat they have available and then like when they could get it to the families that need it and in what order they need to get it to them. That kind of thing. Mm. So um, as this has led to, you know, zero success. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ophelia will uh, stand up and sort of gesture for the rest of everyone to follow and just go, oh, well. Thanks anyway. Have fun with uh, getting murdered by the Cowhammer boys later tonight, I'm sure. And also with the fact that you are responsible for feeding people humanoid meat. 
have fun getting executed. He just sort of grits his teeth and like side eyes you very angrily. Bye bye. Okay. Well, there you go. Sometimes you have one roll and you roll badly on it. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. So you you make your way back to Lenore's house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and how, you... how much chaos has the kid reached? So, uh, I'm glad you asked. Oh, no. Um, so, Damien, I know you were planning on going back to your college, but I don't really think it's oh, safe to if walk. You do, if you do need to go back to Thumanexus, the guards would offer you an escort to go back there. Uh, on the one hand, I want to go back to Thumanexus. On the other, I don't want to be a bootlicker. Uh... <laughs> Torn, uh, torn. Let's roll. Of uh, rolling a d twenty over ten, he gets guards. Under ten, he doesn't. Over ten, it's like fine. Okay, fine. he's gonna take take the yeah. guard escort. We'll take the guard escort. Right. To so Thumanexus. a few guards will escort uh, Damien back to Thumanexus College. Uh, he will be well protected enough that he can get through the Yay! city. Yay! No round of encounters. Mm -hmm. Um. But now for the rest of you who are down a magus. <laughs> Let's roll on the chart. I mean, he probably would have walked with them to Lenore's house and then gotten sure. and and then gotten escorted because like he has to go north anyway. Well, mm, you're kind of going in opposite directions from there. Oh. Um, yeah. If you wanted to go to. Oh, I suppose you could cross at High Bridge and go over Well, that you would way. either be crossing at High Bridge or you would go all the way up to North Bridge. Yeah. And so North's house is kind of in the opposite direction of where you want to go. Okay. All right. So Damien will Damien go with Nexus, and hopefully the rest of us won't die down do, Omegas. Do, 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 do. I'm rolling random encounters now. We're going to take a guard escort as well. <laughs> yeah. you can take it, you can take it. So, um, yeah, you're, as you're walking through the streets around about University Way, you will uh, encounter uh, a, a guard captain who sort of comes to all of you and, and just goes, ah, glad that I found you. There's there's some really important business going on over over at the at the nearby bakery, and I need you to accompany me there. This sounds shifty. Rolling sense motive. <laughs> I don't sound like a like an oblivion NPC. I'm being totally honest with you. <laughs> Twenty three. Uh, yeah, Unia stares through uh, his soul. Not only not only do you get that this guy's lying to you, you get this guy's disguised. Uh, Your uniform needs ironing. You you get that this guy is lying to you um, uh, about needing your assistance. Just down this alley over here. Down the alley. To a bakery or yeah. to a waiting ambush? There's a bakery. We have to go in through the back entrance. There's people around the front. You should really be more clever with your deception. He just really quickly bolts. Uh, <laughs> and, and as he does so, sort of the image of the guard uniform sort of <laughs> hangs around behind him. And you just see this rogue just running off into this alley. <laughs> The guards, the guards beside you start to draw their swords and they kind of like look at you like. How many others will he try to fool? Follow him. Great. <laughs> Wait, are you, are you guys coming too? Uh, sure. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Alrighty. Unia. Got a 14. Oh, I didn't roll Unia's die for them. Oh, well. I'll roll it for Lenore. Oh, it's unhappy that I rolled it for Lenore. Lenore's got an 11. And Ophelia has got... Ooh, a 16. This is actually much better than I usually roll initiative, in that everyone is above a 10. <laughs> 11, uh, so, oh, not great on initiative. I'm just spreading the luck around a little bit. I'm sorry, Damien, you're not here for this fight. I'm so sorry. And Damien will not get the experience necessary to get the level. No! <laughs> about the time that the guy starts running, uh, he probably gets like about 10 feet away from you guys uh, before the guards uh, start to draw weapons. Uh, I know I said draw sword, but the guard is going to actually draw a heavy crossbow <laughs> and fire it. Pew! Oh, taking deadly aim. Because he should. Uh, so the guard on your right um, will pull out a heavy crossbow and shoot at the running rogue uh, and connect with him. Running riot. Dealing uh, some damage to him. And Ophelia, it's your turn. Alrighty! Um, can I get up to him. I can! Great. <laughs> Ophelia runs up and does the stab. Okay. She, she does he the... He is still flat-footed. Yes! She does the stab with dueling sword. 21 to hit. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. Yeah! He's a flat-footed rogue. Actually, is he... No, he's not flat-footed, actually. He's not... Because he, because All right, he, can so he dodge? I do not get flat-footed damage. I believe. Yeah, you cannot be caught flat-footed, so yeah. Dang. Yep. All right. That's, that's fine. That's fine. No! What did you get? Ophelia does zero damage. Well, you do one damage. You do the minimum. I do one damage. Oh no, that's so bad. I need to put this die away forever. This is the D8 that I put in dice jail last game. Oh, and I, know. I just it just needs to stay in there. You Unia. suck! <laughs> now you can charge for double your movement, so if you need to. Oh. You get a plus two on your attack roll when you oh. do it. Unia will charge! Charge! <laughs> Uh, so they will roll with a plus four on their attack roll now. Uh. <laughs> oh, also, uh, I realized that I didn't uh, recognize the flat-footed thing until uh, Ophelia's turn. It didn't matter for the guard. The guard would still hit. I... Uh, Unia, bless them. Rolled an 11. <laughs> oh, no. Nope. Uh, Unia's got a solid miss as this, as this guy... Uh, seeing you you guys close in on him, uh, quickly dodges out of the way of Unia's attack. My kingdom for a long sword. Oh, you have a kingdom, friend? <laughs> it is a figure of speech! He is going to... We're gonna roll a knowledge check against you guys. Oh, one. He doesn't know shit about you guys. <laughs> Who are you? Just random people? He withdraws, going down this alley over here. There's like an alley off to the side. And... 30, that's his full movement that way. And 60, yep, he keeps running. All right. <laughs> yep, that's his turn. <laughs> okay. 
Bye. Is he, are, are you going to pursue? I mean, he runs faster than me. He has a head start. Where is he going to lead me? Uh, he withdrew, which is a double move, and he doesn't provoke attacks for opportunity in his first quarter. Yeah. So he was able to full withdraw, even though he had to go around a corner? Yeah, you can you can withdraw. Okay. Oh, for some reason, I was confusing that with running. Okay. Would you like to pursue? I mean, I'll try. <laughs> uh, the guards... Uh, this guard will be like, uh, are we pursuing? Uh, my, my orders are to follow you. Yeah, get him. Okay, this guy's gonna run. Drawing his crossbow as he does so. And that's as far as he can get. Lenore. Lenore is going to move, um, up, 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 30 feet this way, pulling out her longbow, her masterwork longbow. Um, now, can I see him from here? I notice you've drawn some frustratingly curvy portions. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is a bit of a curve in the in the alley. Um, you can yeah, you would say that he has partial cover. I mean, to you. I can probably instead of moving there, I can probably move like here instead. Is is that better? Yeah, either one, you're gonna have partial cover. Yeah. All right, we'll just. Let's just go back. I love when my random lines actually have tactical advantages. Uh, all right. Um, I will roll um, with my masterwork composite longbow uh, plus three strength bonus. <laughs> uh, and I will knock a, a plus one arrow on it. Oh, boy. Uh, so it, it, it all it's, this guy, huh? it's my well, it's my understanding that um, Masterwork adds a plus one to attack, and plus one arrows would add plus one to attack and damage. Yes. But that masterwork and plus one don't stack. No. Well, they're both enhancement bonuses, so plus one uh, takes precedent. Okay. Um, in that, you know, they are masterwork, so they give you yeah. that. But um, Mostly I want to see if I can get plus one damage off on this fellow. Oh! Ah, oh, dang. Uh, it doesn't look like my deadly aim macro is working, um, but I don't think I was taking deadly aim anyway because I was concerned about the um, concealment. So I got a 23 to hit. 23 to hit will hit. All right, now let's roll. Even with his cover. Let's roll a different D8. <laughs> Six points of damage. Six points damage. To oh, the rogue. Sorry, seven points of damage. Seven points of damage to the rogue. That's no deadly aim, yeah. Yeah, no. Gotcha. All right, guard. Yeah, he's just gonna double move. <laughs> That's all he can really do. Yeah. Um. Ophelia. Ophelia is going to double move. <laughs> so let's see where Ophelia. You're gonna give me get. a sense motive. Sure. Ophelia's not good at sense motive, though. Um, okay. I'll just have her roll, though. Yeah. Seven. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's not good at it. Um, I can move up. I can close with this okay. guy. Uh, and I will do so. Great. Unia. Unia. <laughs> they can't run as fast because they have heavy armor on. They will move as far as they are able. Uh, they still don't have any like ranged attack options. So, uh, 
And then um, it looks like Lenore may actually be able to like all out run next uh, <laughs> uh, next time. So we'll see. Uh, maybe that will go a little better. <laughs> okay. Um, do, do, do. Although there are people. All right, this guy is going to um, very quickly. He's gonna he's gonna move further into this alley here. Uh, acrobatics to try and avoid an attack of opportunity. Okay. Oh, um, that's not good. Um, no, that's really not good. Um, oh, what? What? The uh, fucking rogue doesn't have ranks in acrobatics. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, no, twelve. Uh, that doesn't do it. Nope. Okay. All right, rolling to attack. Oh, seven. Seven to hit. Nope. <laughs> All right, and then he's going to throw an alchemist fire at you. All right, reflex um, save. It's going to be. Well, first he has to make an attack roll. All right. Do 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 do. Alchemist fire. Yep. Attack roll at you. It's gonna miss you. Um, let me roll a d8 for which square which square it lands in. We got one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, and it, it, uh... Fuck, how do weapons work? <laughs> Ugh. Oh, I forgot to ask. Could Yunia have made a sense motive when they were running in? Sure. All right, we'll see if they roll any better. Let's roll the creepy die for them. Ah, nope, they rolled an eight. Uh, man, not, not rolling super well on the sense motives tonight. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he, he throws an alchemist fire, uh, and you will take splash damage, which I believe is one point of fire damage. Can I reflex save? Uh, wait, let me check it real quick. Uh, how does this work? Every creature within five feet, uh, all right, no, you just take one point of fire damage. Okay. Um, yep, and now the square is on fire. Ow! Uh, this square, right, let me mark it, the square immediately behind... Ophelia is on fire. Seriously? Yep. Um, no, I mean, that, that's see, Ophelia's you him, reaction. You to... see him sort of go, shit. Um, shit, 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 shit. Be careful, the street is on fire. And uh, and to end his turn, he whistles. No. No, why were you calling your roguey friends? No. And guard. Be careful, he just whistled. I, I heard him. Uh... Are we still pursuing? Yeah. All right. He's, this guard's going to move. Uh, he's going to attack with deadly aim. Oh. <laughs> nope. He's going to miss. Uh, so so this, this, this guard runs up uh, and shoots. The flames <laughs> blazing beside him are a little bit too much for him. Uh, Lenore. <laughs> um, question. I know there are people here. Can I run? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like you've got enough uh, space to run. Like it's a full round action run? Yeah, to close. Um, uh, I do think it would involve you going through the fire if you want to run. Uh, you could acrobatics to jump over the fire. Uh, that's not great. Would you like to move to in front of the guard that just fired his, his bow? If, if I double move there, then I can't fire at the rogue. No. But if I move further down the alleyway... Can't see him to fire at him, mm-hmm. or if I if I if I move halfway down the alley, can I see him at the end? 
if I move to behind Unia? Mm, no. I am going to double move and get to where Ophelia is because Ophelia is motioning for us to stop and wait. Um, wait. 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 Walk sign is on for all crossings. Wait. Uh, okay. Double moving? Yeah, I'm double moving. Okay. Uh, two in front of the guard. Okay. And at that, um, you will see sailing through the air another alchemist fire from over here. Do, 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 do. Oh, hi. Hi. Actually, there's going to be quite a penalty for attacking from that distance. Uh, let's move up to the second range increment. This guy runs up. Uh, and he's going to throw another alchemist fire. This one targeting at, uh, who's better to target? Lenore. All right. AC of 17. No. It's not going to hit any of you guys directly. But it, uh, the three of you will take one point of fire damage and splash. Let's see where it hits. Um, it goes from the square opposite. You to around one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Motherfucker, it landed on the same goddamn square. <laughs> that doesn't do what I wanted it to do. <laughs> it landed in the same square as the other one. I'm trying to close down this 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 thing. Now it's double on fire. Now it's double on fire. If you're in that place, you're gonna take two d6 points of fire damage. <laughs> double on Flandra. Oh, I do think the other one will now go out. Or it'll go out on the other guy's turn. Uh, this guard will move up. See that how much this is on fire. Uh, he's going to shoot over you guys at, at um, the guy who's who's trailing blood. <laughs> <gasps> Natural 20. Hey! Uh, deadly aim, by the way. Um, huh? do, 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 do. All right, so he takes careful aim. Uh trying to block out the fire. No. Holy crit. No, you know what I'm going to do? He's going to take careful aim at the guy, and he watches this crossbow bolt flies through, the fletchings igniting <laughs> as it goes through <laughs> the fire and hits this rogue, dealing uh, 12 points of regular damage. And uh... 2d6 of fire damage. When when you're level 2, sometimes the guards are just more badass than you. It happens. <laughs> Eight points of fire damage. Oh my gosh! That guy's freaking dead, mate! Oh yeah, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, he watches as... Actually, he was already dead. Um, no, wait, no, he wasn't. Uh, so, so this guard takes careful aim, and he goes, Not in my city! And, and fires! <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, do you want to join our crew? Uh, fires at this guy, uh, and and uh, you watch as this this rogue just drops to the ground. Um, <laughs> Ophelia. Well, I can't top that. <laughs> um. Ooh. A uh, quick question. So um, if. Ophelia moves to the far side of this rogue, and Unia then double moves to be on the other side of the rogue. Does Unia count as flanking, even though they just ran into the square? Or as soon as Unia, as soon as Unia gets there, 
uh, that that would count as flanking. Okay. So you could move and hold your yeah. Attack. So so Ophelia's gonna move there and hold an attack. She's gonna have to do Can an you acrobatics. Draw your path for me so that I know. Uh, Ophelia will have to pass acrobatics. through a square, so she'll okay. need to acrobatics here. Um, move, move, move. Oh, she's gonna take an attack of opportunity. Uh, that was an. Ooh, not good. Oh. No. No. Tend to confirm. No. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've been lucky this time. He stabs me. Actually, he just threw a alchemist fire. He doesn't have a weapon in hand. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because he doesn't actually. Does he have? Two, nope. He doesn't have two weapon fighting. So. Womp. <laughs> that guy does not have a weapon in his hand. So Womp. no attack of opportunity. Womp. Uh, okay. Ophelia's gonna uh, run there. Uh, oh, I should have this turned upside down so that it's, uh, it's Siren, not Ophelia. There we go. Siren runs here, uh, and uh, Unia then moves around. Excuse me, pardon me, I need to get around the fire. Get around all the rest of the fire. Put this over here with the rest of the fire. Shout out to IT crowd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's um, roll uh, Ophelia's attack. Because Unia can't attack. You've got to be kidding me. What'd she get? Eleven. Eleven. I'm that, putting that's this with flanking. Yes. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm putting this die away. <laughs> uh, the guard here. These cards have point blank precise shot. They do not. So he's going to drop his crossbow. <laughs> and he is going to. And he's going to charge the guy pulling out his. Oh, it's Halberd, actually. He'll move to here. Oh! So that he gets flanking. Yes. And he, and he will is attack familiar. with Halberd. 14. Nope. Uh. <laughs> so so the guard the guard uh, goes and, and tries to swing around Unia and just sort of goes, uh, No, no, no. Your, your tactics need some work. Uh, you got to get a little lower. I, I can't really... He, you, you it would help if you were taller. Yeah, you would recognize this guy is like five, five, six. How tall is Unia? Unia is five nine, I think. <laughs> uh. He's like, uh, you, you have to crouch down a little. Ah, shit. Lenore is pushing six feet. Uh-huh. All right, Lenore. Uh, Lenore uh, is gonna uh, five foot step, drop her. Um, her bow and pull out her faux shard uh -huh. and uh, take a slice at this gentleman. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Does, do you have flanking from there? I think you just barely have flanking from there. Okay. Um, uh, 15. That's with flanking? Yeah. Nope. Ah! <laughs> We're all just like swinging at this guy and he's like, shoot. Shoot, shoot, yeah, he's, shoot. he's a dodgy boy. He's like, he's like, he's like zigging and zagging. <laughs> and when you think he was gonna zag, he zigs. <laughs> and then when you think he's gonna zag, he he actually zags. But you you were getting in your own head, and you thought you had him. <laughs> it's like he knows. Oh, that's awful. All right, uh, and he is going to. Boy, mm. I'm glad I have these guards here because they've done most of the damage. <laughs> He's going to try to withdraw, making for a ladder on a building off to the side that he can use, like as a 
fire escape sort of yeah. situation. Um, I'm gonna withdraw, meaning that he can't be, he doesn't provoke from his first square. Mm -hmm. uh, but he does from his second, he's going to acrobatic to try to avoid an attack of opportunity from Ophelia. Wait, where did my die go? Basically, it got to the bottom of the dice tower and I forgot which die I rolled. It happens. Um, I'm going to say it's the green one, because I think it was the green one. <laughs> and it's not good. It's a, tw it's a 12. Nope. Uh, yeah. Um, to attack. To attack with dueling sword. Give <laughs> Misses. Okay. I don't think I've rolled higher than a five. Okay. And he's going he's gonna to start climbing this ladder, which I'm just going to push him into the wall to mark the climbing. Um... Climbing at uh, quarter speed, I believe. So he's ten feet up now right. on the ladder. All right. Guard, protagonist guard is going to move up <laughs> twenty-five feet, <laughs> and he's going to attack with his heavy crossbow. I'm the hero of this story. Twenty-one. You've got to be kidding me. Actually, deadly aim. Roll the uh, eighteen on die. Yeah, uh, twenty-one to hit. Well, twenty to hit him. For four a, points of damage. He has a plus three to hit. And I think... Do I need to make a climb check? He's hit twice. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't mean to take away protagonist guard's thunder, but when have these gentlemen been reloading their heavy crossbows? <gasps> Good point. Uh, yeah, it does take... Uh, let me check a heavy crossbow. You, you got me there. Heavy crossbow. She says, completely taking away protagonist guard's thunder. Uh... <laughs> It requires... It's a full round action. All right. This guy will take a full round action to reload his crossbow. <laughs> well spotted. He just... I'm gonna get you next time. Um, That's what it takes. We. Good call. <laughs> I'm so used to having rapid reload on everything yeah, that I no, just completely same, forget though. about reloading. Same. All right. Um, um, Ophelia. Ophelia is going to set down her uh, dueling sword and draw her light crossbow. Uh huh. And shoot to attack this gentleman. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> that bad, huh? Rolling to confirm. Natural one. Yeah. Does a sixteen confirm? Uh, no. It's uh, well. It, you're you're fine. All right. Is it Gage and Lamb's crossbow? No, that's a hand crossbow. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Um. God dang it. Unia. <laughs> they don't have. They don't have any ranged attacks. Um. Oh, you know what? You know what? We do have a couple of. Acid flasks. Those have a, a range increment of, of twenty feet. Twenty feet. Okay. And they target touch AC. And they target touch AC. Uh -huh. uh, so I think I can get within two range increments, but not one. Um, Unia is gonna walk up. Yar. Uh, yeah. Still, that's that's within one range increment. Oh, neat. Against touch. <sighs> I rolled. I rolled a three. Oh my God! What is going on tonight? Uh, you, you, you. Uh, what, what are you, what are you throwing? Throwing an acid flask. Okay. Um. So you, you, your acid flask clacks against the wall. Uh. Roll your damage. Six. Hold on. 
Need to check something. <laughs> Am I gonna dissolve the ladder? Uh, how much damage did you do? Six. Yeah, you start to dissolve the ladder. <laughs> now we can't follow him up either. Um, yeah, actually. Fuck uh, you. Well, no, no, no. It's it starts to dissolve like at his square. Oh. Um, so it's the ladder's still intact. Does this have persistent damage? Uh, this is I think like my second time using an acid flask ever. So let me check. Well, actually, it's an object, so it would half the damage first. It doesn't actually get through the hardness. Acid splashes onto the uh. Acid splashes onto the ladder. Doesn't really do a whole lot to it. Just kind of sizzles. Starts burning in the, t the 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 soles of his boots. Yep. Um, this guard already dropped his only ranged thing. Oh, sorry. It's a, it's also a ranging come out of ten feet. Oh, oh no, it? wait, no, that's no. Uh, it's twenty feet. It says on uh, roll twenty compendium for Pathfinder that it's a range increment of ten feet. Uh, let me see. Let me see this. And also that he should take one point of acid damage from the splash. Oh yeah, he does take one point of acid. Uh, I was sure that thrown weapons have a range increment of twenty feet. Well, it's okay. These are these are special crevosin acid flasks with a lozenge shape for easy throwing. Yep. And um, we will never get any of them again. <laughs> It's this card's turn. This card, I believe, has no ranged attack options now because he dropped his his heavy crossbow. Uh, let me see. Yeah, he's gonna move over here. I'm gonna do an acrobatics to to like do a combat roll and pick up the. Why are these guards so much cooler than me? Because they can be. Um, he's going to draw a weapon while moving. I'm gonna require an acrobatics check to do it because it's kind of cool. And he's going to, yeah, he 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 draws his weapon while moving, which is to say, I'm kind of fucking with the action economy here because I want this to be over. <laughs> and he's gonna attack with the light crossbow now. We're gonna use heavy crossbow. Uh, actually, let's just do ranged attack. And he fucks up. Great job, guard. You did all that cool shit, and you fucked it up. He's just doing his best! I did my best. Yeah. Lenore. Lenore is gonna reach back and grab her longbow. <laughs> so move, action, the... move action, grab your longbow. Uh, and, um... And now shoot? And then shoot, yeah. Great. Um... <laughs> <laughs> let's see how bad me, me be! be. <laughs> Goodness. Oh! All right. <laughs> 23 to hit. Will hit. Eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. Okay. And this guard, he's rewound his crossbow now. <laughs> he's gonna move up and he's gonna shoot. Motherfucker. Oh, Rolling no. to confirm. Natural one. Uh, confirms. He's like walking up, finishing finishing pulling the thing, and he goes, Alright, let's do this shit. And he pulls he pulls the trigger on the crossbow, and the, the, bow, the, the bow upends the bolt into the stock. Oh, no. And now there's just a bolt jammed through the front of the stock. Oh, should have calibrated your weapons. 
Uh, so Ophelia, Mr. Garris. <laughs> Ophelia is going to use a move action to reload her light crossbow. Okay. Uh, and she's going to fire. <laughs> and miss. It's like rolled a two. Oh my god. I am either... What is going on? I don't know. My dice hate me. All right. Uh, yeah, it just, just continue this volley of things being thrown in the general direction of this rogue. Yep, Uni is going to throw another acid flask. <sighs> what did you get? I got a 19 oh. on a frigging acid flask um, for a, a 21 uh, minus range increments, so uh, 19. I don't, I don't know. Does a does a nineteen hit touch? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> of course. Rolling damage six. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, you continue. The, the the acid sort of continues to try to eat away at the wood, but uh, it's not doing so great. Uh, and it's this guard. He's gonna move action, reload the crossbow. <laughs> Ranged attack. Miss. <laughs> He's like, I thought we, I thought we were the protagonists in this story. I thought this was the story about how two plucky young guards saved Corvosa. What is my meaning in this tale anymore? This isn't hot fuzz. What are you talking about? But I've come here armed to the teeth to escort these these meaningless adventurers. <laughs> Lenore. These two fine young no, ladies and this I'm cranky the young person. <laughs> <laughs> that moment when you realize you're the stormtrooper. Uh, oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Um, 22. Yeah, that'll hit. All right, rolling. Sorry, got a lot of lost. Another eight points of damage. And with that, he falls from the ladder. <laughs> just like, she's just wailing on this poor rogue. Taking one point of fall damage. <laughs> what, how much damage did you do? Eight. You want to take him in? Uh, you think you can get back all right from here? Sure, yeah. It's like, what, a block? Um, Unia's going to cast Stabilize on the rogue so he doesn't bleed out and die. Uh, so uh, you're just going to leave him for the guards to take him in? Yep. Uh, wait. Siren's going to go over and loot his body. <laughs> okay, sure. On the rogues, you find... Let's see. I'm just going to total these between the two of them. Okay. Two potions of cure moderate wounds. Moderate? Yeah. Hey, he was going to... You managed to kill them both the turn before they would have used their potions. Oh, no. Yeah. Two scrolls of bless. Ooh. Actually, one scroll of bless. They used one already. Okay. Two scrolls of burning hands. Oh. These rogues, they could do spells. Yeah. Two scrolls of cure light wounds. Two scrolls of magic missile. Oh, so they have a lot of scrolls. Do I know anything about what this might mean for like what sort of character class they were? Or um, I mean, they, they were rogy, you but know, knowledge local. <laughs> All right. Um, you get uh, between the two of them two alchemist fires. Two alchemist fires. They had four originally. Yeah. Uh, two holy waters. Huh. Two thunderstones. They they are kitted out. Yeah, they're quite kitted out actually. And here's the real fucking kicker. Two suits of plus one studded leather. What? Yeah. This is a random encounter. Plus one studded leather? Yep. Two <gasps> suits. Two suits of plus one studded leather. Uh-huh. 
<gasps> uh, Unia can wear a plus one studded leather and have the same AC unless unless of a yeah. Le, I'm sorry. I'm just. I want to give you all the stuff. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Plus uh, studded leather. Plus one. Sorry, I thought this was the finale. No, oh, uh, no, there's still more. Okay, okay, Mike. <laughs> Two light crossbows. Okay. 20 bolts. Two masterwork rapiers. Dis two disguise kits. Two ever-burning torches. Two healer's kits. Two thieves' tool sets. Two wizard spell books. Were they just stealing these from people, or? <laughs> um, a wooden holy symbol. Of what? Um, let me see. Of Saren Ray. Huh. Uh -huh. Probably not theirs then. Uh huh. And 129 gold. And you can give me a knowledge local if you want to figure out like what their deal probably was. Yeah. Hold on. Random. Guards will encounter rogues. Well, how much gold was that? 129? 129 gold. All right. So knowledge local. Who's uh oh I was like, Damien can roll knowledge local. No. All the guards are untrained in knowledge local. Wow. Uh Ophelia's got a plus seven knowledge locals. Or plus sorry, plus five to knowledge local. So let's see what she gets. Uh 14. 14. Ah, uh, they're probably rogues. <laughs> All right. Um you, you you would gather that from the things that are on their possession and the way they were fighting, it doesn't seem that all the things they have match with the way that they fought. Yeah, and that it and given that the the first one appeared to you disguised through a spell, they're probably using these items to uh trick people ad uh, adequately uh complement their disguises. Ah, so they could appear as a wizard. Or, or a cleric, cleric or a guard captain. Uh-huh. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Okay. Neat. So two masterwork rapiers or just one? Two. Okay. Now you can fight do two weapon fighting with rapiers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, right? This is why so so I tend to not do a lot of random encounters for exactly this reason. <laughs> so much stuff. <laughs> um but no, I'm I'm proud of you guys. You you guys did it uh with your little complement of guards and uh now they're going to take in these uh these uh ruffians that you found, charlatans even. <laughs> and yeah. Let's uh let's check in real quick with what's going on with Damien. Ah, all right. So Damien has uh, made it back to Thuminexus. Has safely made it back to Thuminexus. Dead. Uh, no. His body has made it back to no. Thuminexus. His body will lie in the chamber forever. No. No. I no. no uh, da so when getting to uh, High Bridge, right? Andred's mm -hmm. mm -hmm. walk is kind of a sea of people. Damien's like, mm, people don't like this. Not a fan. Fourteen shops form the semicircular face of Eodred's walk. They stand separate from Eodred's circle by 
by a daily riot of color, activity, and sense that make up the gold market. A different kind of riot than what is currently <laughs> happening here now! These permanent establishments and the transient vent vendors of the market form a symbiotic relationship. The shops of the mall offer a variety of permanent goods and a number of services, while the market's many stalls and tents uh, tend to specialize more in food and minor crafts. Three-story, whitewashed wooden buildings with their upper floors overhanging the ground to form a continuous cornered pavilion house the wedge-shaped shops. Uh, the names of these shops and what they sell are a long list, and I'll share it with you at some point. There are, I'll just, I'll just point out a few. None of them are open at the moment. None of them are open at the moment. There is one called Doom and Gloom. <laughs> Which, uh, there's a few people with torches, the lights, the lights flickering against the sign that says doom, doom and, gloom. and gloom. Actually, Damien would probably be familiar with that one. That is a hero shop. Ah. Uh. Yeah, you know, they, they pretend to be edgy. It's all marketing. Yeah. <laughs> all of, all of her predictions foretell tragedy. <laughs> For five comper pinch, you too can have a doomed future. <laughs> uh, Highbridge haberdashery. Slicing Dicers. And their competitors, Dicing Slicers, across the street. Yeah, that's a few of the places that are that are here. All of them closed. Um, you will you will see like very strong guard presence in this square. Yeah. Um and in no small part because of the many shops here, but also because this is where the entrance to Highbridge is. Yeah. Uh and the guards have set up a checkpoint. For people coming into or out of the city. Wow. Um, uh, actually, not even into or out of the city. For people going to East Shore. Yeah. Um, they are they are searching people that are going across the bridge. Uh, no explosives are allowed. Wow, dystopian much. Uh, um, and and they're sort of like searching people. You will see that there is a cart that is like laden with like alchemist fires and acid flasks and other sorts of things. Good thing I left all those in the bag. <laughs> um, then the the guards that you are with sort of shepherd you around like sideways uh, around the main square of Eadred's Walk and into one of the passages along the wall for guards to get up to the wall, which they take you up and over the wall and onto the bridge through a side passage. Uh, you would actually not be on the top level of the bridge. You are on like a walkway underneath the main level. Uh, and they take you across this this area. There are a few guards posted through here. Um, several of the people like in this area, you would note, are quite well-equipped guards. Mm -hmm. Like this is where the high-level guards are stationed. <laughs> <laughs> um, like you, you'd see the like fighter fives in mm. here, and um, maybe maybe the guard wizards and a couple guard paladins, mm -hmm. uh, guard and, and even the odd guard rogue. Oh, uh, but not rogue guards. Those are all working for no. all the world's meat. <laughs> they will lead you across. They lead you through Endrin Square up East Shore. Uh, not on the main road. You will note upon getting. I need to stop saying you will note. I do it all the time. Uh, I'm just making so many notes. I don't know. <laughs> over here on East Shore, things are a little quieter. Hmm. Um, Good. There's there's a bit of a move uh, away from the hysteria that's overtaken uh, the west side of the city, hmm. uh, and over here on the East Shore. It's um, it's a little less hectic. 
there are people gathered at taverns and you can see like like crowds sort of spilling out into the streets of people who are like talking um in kind of fervent voices about what's been going on on the mainland Mm -hmm. but you know people are going about their night it's not it's not like what it was over on the uh over over on the west side that's that's good that's a relief yeah and Uh, upon getting up to thumanexus college you will be uh you will be uh allowed to depart uh let me describe thumanexus college uh you would be extremely familiar with it this is the first time we've actually been to thumanexus yes the campus for this small wizard school occupies the grounds of the former manor of house galdor supporter of house viamio during the cousins war when the war concluded, the Emperor stripped House Galdor of its noble title and declared all lands of the family forfeit, including this estate. After changing hands a dozen times, the retired wizard adventurer and newly hired academy teacher Yaris Verso purchased the manor in 4603, shortly after the rise of House Thrun in Cheliax and the Academy's infernal shift soon thereafter. Verso donated his Corvosan home to a few idealistic colleagues and left the city. Where the Academy only teaches specialists, Thumanexus offers a generalist approach to wizardry. Although specialists do occasionally graduate from Thumanexus, mostly because they could not pass the Academy's strict entrance exams. The apprentices of the college all learn at least the basics of every school and every kind of wizardly implement. Students and faculty of the academy somewhat justifiably look down on those of Thumanexus, who in turn do their best to ignore the taunts and cruel pranks of their more famous competitors. Uh, the campus consists of three buildings, and I won't outline all of the buildings here. Damien is lecturing all of this information to the guards who brought him here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of this stuff is on plaques around Thumanexus, but I figured I would just compile all of it for you right now, just in case you were curious. And there's not really much in the way of on-campus housing. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to be heading up to the, the thief camp after this. Um, uh, I just need to stop here and check on some stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, you can you can go. Thanks for Keeping right. me from dying. So the guards uh, sort of look at you and go, well, uh, we, we heard what you did today, and uh, we appreciate uh, the help. Well, if you want to pay me back, we can talk about petitions mm. for changing some of the street names. You want to? <laughs> what? Yeah, never mind. Well, have a have a safe night. Yeah, don't stay out too late. I imagine our night is only beginning. Uh, make sure to stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know create water do you no shit i have some holy water but you can't drink that that's probably not a good thing to drink yeah uh bye <laughs> mm, as as you're as they're walking away uh give me a perception check okay uh what'd you get Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, as they're walking away, they sort of like take a look back at you, and then like sort of whisper something to each other. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not unusual. Yep. I don't even try to listen to it anymore. Yep. Probably something, something devil child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so, what would you like to do with Thuma Nexus? Um. Damien would like to go to the 
hospital area or like the infirmary okay. or wherever that is on the uh, not gnome side side of the college. Yes. Uh, on the on the medium on the medium creature side of the college. <laughs> this would be Inverso Hall. Yes. There's a magnificent manor uh, uh, built in the old white style of Imperial Cheliax. Uh, popular a century ago. Oh. Giving it a gentrified and classic look. Hmm. Whitewashed trellises along three walls cover much of the building in century-old climbing roses. Hmm. The building serves as the school's nerve center and contains a few administrative offices and half a dozen classrooms, as well as, of course, the medical ward, hmm. where people who have sustained magical injuries or normal injuries come to have them treated. Mm. You are greeted by a halfling uh, who sort of who sort of like looks at you and goes, oh, oh, Damien. Hi, Damien. How are you today? I, I hope every you, you were you were in the you were in the city, right? Yeah, I didn't get back last night. Sorry about that. It's all right. It's all right. Um, classes were suspended, obviously. Um, it's uh, it's been difficult. Yeah. Um. Are you uh, here to see Mezak? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, he's. Has, uh, has there been any change? It's about the same. Um, we're doing what we can. Um, unfortunately, without a. Um, we're gonna need some restoration, and uh, it's, you know, spells are a little limited. At, yeah. Given current circumstances. Yeah. Um, I think the best thing for him now is just to uh, rest. And wait. I did some looking, found uh, a guy in charge of handing this stuff out to students and other people in the area. It's uh that's been dealt with. Um but good, good. It um Um I, no, we make my job easier, at yeah, least. But we didn't find the rest of the people he was working with um mm. we found sort of his the, the place where he had all those children working it was it was awful oh, oh, but gods. we didn't find we didn't find his drug runners um did you find the alchemist uh, that's been making it did we find the alchemist that's been making no. it no there's no sign of anybody who who would have the skill to make no we sugar. found no we found we found other things that the alchemist had made we found some alchemist uh fire we found some acid flasks uh we found a case of shiver that we turned into the guards but we didn't find the person making it it's unfortunate yeah well you've done what you can and that's important yeah maybe maybe this will at least hold them off for a little while <sighs> well uh i'll i'll leave you two alone yeah. Um, Thanks. Just uh, ring the bell if you need anything. Okay. Have a, have a good night, Damien. Thanks. And uh, halfling, uh, just sort of uh, pat you on the pat you on the hip, and uh, <laughs> and uh, just uh, walks out of the medical ward. Uh, there's a line. There's lines of beds with um, uh, they're they're more populated than they would have been the last time you were here. Uh, yeah. There's pe some people who've had some burns. Um, there's some people who have there. You would you would see that there's like a few people that are just kind of resting. There's a few beds where 
uh, some of the less injured students are kind of like leaning on the sides of their beds and chatting with each other. Um, and just, is there like a like seat or something next to yeah, um, Zach's? You could, you could pull up a chair. Um, yeah. As he sort of like kind of shakes a little bit. Hey, Zach. This <laughs> is a half work uh, laying in this uh, bed with um, actually cotton sheets. Um, it's a little bougie. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's like it's uh you know the place is actually done up quite well for uh, what they've got. Um, there's probably like about a dozen or or so beds in here. About half of them occupied right now. Mzak is a half work who looks to be about the same age as Damien, which means he's uh, quite he's, a lot younger. But he's probably like, um, he's probably he's probably like, like yeah, he's well, he's probably like like. Half-orcs mature faster, so yeah. he's probably, like, 16. Yeah, probably. So he's got a sort of pale green skin. Usually it's a bit more vibrant, but, you know, he's mm-hmm. not doing so great at the moment. Um, tall, lanky, um, you know, sort of spindly in the way that <laughs> it seems those who are inclined to become academics uh, <laughs> sort of like uh, I don't have very good uh, hand-eye coordination. Sort of a gangly yeah. uh, build, um, uh, and uh, he's got uh, dark hair uh, about shoulder length. Uh, usually it's tied up, but right now it's loose. Uh, and on his shoulders, he has some uh, tattoos that look to be Shawanti in origin. Um, <laughs> And he is currently unconscious. His mouth is slack. His tusks are sticking out a little bit. Um, and he's shivering. As is uh, characteristic of people who have been negatively affected by shiver. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and Damien is just going to sit there. I'm not sure if you can hear me or if you do if you're even going to remember me being here but I just thought I would give you an update found I well I made some friends I guess which is <laughs> kind of new for me um, we all got brought together by some lady who it turns out is dead and living in a hero deck that's in my backpack um, that's a really long story. How about I, um, anyway, we, we got together and she told us that there was this guy who was responsible for a lot of things that had happened that were bad, uh, that happened to us or to our friends and that he was at a fishery on the west side of the river. And we went there and we killed him. I've never killed anybody before and uh, but like I you know it's it it wasn't I didn't even hesitate it was clear that these people were in they they had kids they were using them as slaves and they were feeding them to alligators and it was it was awful and uh he was also in charge of whatever drug running racket hmm. got you ending up here and um, it sort of like shakes a little bit uh, in the midst of this um, 
And, you know, I we haven't found the guy or the person who brewed up the stuff yet. But we're going to we're going to find them and we're going to make sure that they come to justice, whether that's at the hands of this rather incompetent set of guards or at our own. So you you don't get any worse, okay? You you keep hanging in there and getting better and uh, or staying the same. That's okay too. No pressure. Um, and when you wake up, things will be better. Corvosa will be better. I'm gonna make sure of it. Mm. All right. And uh, with that, we'll transition away. With uh, Damien sitting beside his friend in this uh, dark medical ward. Mm. How long does he stay there? Mm. Probably until the uh, the silence gets too uncomfortable. You know, it's he'll he'll sit there. And he'll he'll probably fill um, fill Mazak in on. Um, like the deal with finding a child and now his new friends are taking care of the child and uh how is he gonna help he's never had to take care of a child before <laughs> <laughs> all right and, like, and on that note yeah we get back to ridgefield <laughs> speaking of the child <laughs> in north point all right we get back to 15 burnt bridge boulevard in ridgefield where there's uh, smoke coming out of the chimney, and uh, yeah, a, a, a couple lights on inside, little candles lit. As they approach the um, the house, um, Lenore sees the uh, smoke coming out of the chimney and goes, "Oh God, she started a fire!" As she hurries <laughs> in. Um. So you open the door. And, um, so, um, like a little bit of background. So, uh, one of the common things with townhouses in, uh, Corvosa is for them to be built, uh, above a shop. So, um, mm. logically there is probably some sort of shop, probably not the smithy that you work at. Yeah, no, that would be stinky. Uh, that would be so bad. That would be uh, bad. There's probably like, maybe like a grocer or, uh, or like a barber or something, maybe a doctor, just some sort of shop. On the on the bottom floor, you would probably know the owner quite well. Um, yeah, you would have you would have like stairs going down to the uh, ground floor, yeah. uh, so you'd be able to come in through this this mm -hmm. uh, entryway on the east side. So you would come in the front door, yeah. and there's like a mat on the ground, and uh, yeah, and there's like a little a, sitting area. Yeah, there's a coat rack and some uh, hangers for um, for aprons and things like that. There are a couple. There are there are two um, well worn. Uh, smithing aprons on that are hung up. One is large and one is small. Um, and then you've got like a, a dividing wall in the middle. Yep, a dividing um, wall and off to your left when you come in the door. And what's what's through the uh, walkway there? Is that the kitchen? Um, that's this is the dining room. Uh, so directly uh, over to your left uh, from the, the entryway is the dining room. And then there's sort of a breakfast bar divider um, between the dining room and the kitchen. Okay, I imagine probably laden with some. Uh, 
mail and things yeah mail uh, and like bills there's yeah yeah bills there's also a dining room table but that uh is also it's covered in um like drafts and um mm. uh designs Odd tools. And, yeah, and tools yeah it's 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 clearly being used more as a place to store uh things that uh people are working on smithing uh and less as a place to eat um the breakfast bar is probably used more often as a place to eat, but even mm. that is cluttered sort of like, over right you now. Have, you have like the small spaces cleared where mm-hmm. you could put a plate yep. and maybe a drink yep. um, amidst the uh, rest of the clutter of like old bottles and yeah, yeah. <laughs> disused cups, cups and, and things. Uh, some yeah. napkins that need washing. and Yes. <laughs> and about here um, in the kitchen, there is... Um, there is an oven. <laughs> yeah. And uh, smoke is pouring out of the oven. Oh, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. And uh, in front of it, there is a, there is a, there is a small child. I, uh, who goes, who goes, hello, I wanted to make you dinner. <laughs> Lenore I has run. I got you some bread and some fish and I'm cooking them. Lenore has run and turned off the oven. We're smoking them because I heard that smoked food is good. That's, that's not how smoking works, kid. I smoked um, the fish. I gotta, uh, Lenore is finding the oven mitts. Uh, and you open the oven and just a... Excuse me. <laughs> You open the oven and just this wave of smoke just billows ah, out. Jeez. Can you, can somebody get the windows? Um, Ophelia and Unia, or rather Siren and Unia are running around uh, opening windows. Um, <laughs> Imagine a few of them stick quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Um, letting in the cold March evening air. Yep. Um, and uh, <laughs> um, Lenore tosses the burning food into the sink and starts running water over it. So that it stops. Did it? Did it work? Being right? on fire. So I don't cook very much. <laughs> Get out of the kitchen, kid. This isn't good uh, to breathe. I, is it all right? Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Just um, okay. go sit in the living room, okay? Okay. And don't touch the fire in there. All right. Uh, sorry, Miss Lenore. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. All right, all right. Hello, Unia and Siren. Hello, child. Have a good day at work. We had an eventful day at work. That's good. That's good. Do you uh, do you get rid of that that um, what's his name, the the guard man? The. Did you take care of him like you took care of Mister Lamb? We did not kill him, if that is what you are referring ah, to. All right. We sent him to the guards. Ah. He is going to be prosecuted for his crimes. Oh, that sounds boring. It is the way of things. We cannot kill everyone who transgresses the law. That's what the law people do to people that transgress the law, isn't it? They are not acting rightly. Uh, yeah, I I heard that. I heard that they that they chop your hands off if you if you uh, steal things. I heard that well, if they catch you stealing things. I've stolen lots of things. I've still got both of my hands. See? Um, I have never seen anyone punished in such a manner. I mean, maybe you just haven't been around long enough? Let me make a knowledge local yeah, check. Uh, y- y- yeah, you made a knowledge local. 
Ophelia gets a 16. Yeah, uh, you would know that one of the common laws on the books here is uh, if you are caught uh, robbing someone, uh, you pay restitution or lose a hand. Uh, you Or uh, you can also be imprisoned for two to ten years. Yeah, um... Uh... So that's probably because you've only been around here for like a month. Um, that is definitely totally a thing that happens to people. And this kid is very lucky. <laughs> I'm not lucky. I'm good at it. <laughs> kid, everybody thinks they're good at it until they're not lucky. Mr. Mr. Lamb told us that luck is when preparation meets opportunity and that you should never count on luck. Yeah, I mean, there's... That's a point that's worth considering. Did why were you trying to burn Lenore's house down? I want, I was just making food. Why did you? Because think you that? all worked real hard, and I thought I would make you some food. Where did you get this? I, I just went down to the shops. And and did what? I got, I got food. Did you pay for it? I don't have any money. So you stole it. I just. I got the hey. food. Nice. Oh, I get it. Oh, you, you, oh. <laughs> he sort of smiles at you. Like, oh, you, yeah. Siren winks, winks at him. He winks. Thank you, Miss Siren. You know how things work around here. <laughs> Unia rolls their eyes and goes to check on uh, uh, Lenore. Lenore is uh, airing out the oven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's in quite a state. Trying to see what is salvageable of this fish and what? Bread. Fish and bread. Uh, already baked bread, by the way. Mm, so, uh, fish and toast. <laughs> uh, quite burnt now. We're talking a loaf of bread that was uh, just put in the uh, oven. Lenore clanks it against the side of the sink. It just crumbles. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's a total loss. Glad we didn't. Glad we got back here now and uh, not after the house burned down. I wasn't gonna burn down the house, and I was. I could have turned it off. You were not going to intentionally burn down the house. It seems you were well on your way to accidentally burning down the house. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I've never had an oven before. Look. Kid, Kester, Lenore comes into the room sort of like wiping ash off of her hands onto her pants. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that you were trying to help, but ovens are very complicated and they can be very dangerous. All right. And if you don't know how to use them, they just sort of act like fireplaces uh, and they just burn things and okay. then they burn up your entire house okay now did you have anything that you didn't try to smoke well there was a, a bit more and i was gonna save it for later so i put it in the pantry is it is it salted at least yeah of course you get get the salted stuff otherwise it goes bad look i know how, how fish going bad works Good kid. Yeah. Oh. I walk around fish all the time. I'm a professional with fish. <laughs> you're a you're a professional. You're a, you're a professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional. Now we're gonna go to the market again tomorrow, and you're gonna point out 
all of the places that you took this fish from, okay? I don't think I should do that. They might recognize me. I'm just going to go and leave, like, five silver. Same, you're not supposed to go place. to the same place twice. Oh, okay, I'm just going to go and, like, give five silver to everybody tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, look, I'll... I'm sorry I left in such a hurry this morning. We were really into, like... You know, making sure that... Uh, Unia was okay, and then we just sort of dropped you off back here. Tomorrow, I will leave you with some coin, and you can go and buy stuff. Oh. You don't have to steal stuff anymore. I, I'm i sorry, I Can forgot. I go look at the pretty ladies at the Callistria Temple? No, you're eight years old. I'm nine. You're nine years old. You are too young to go to the Temple of Callistria. But they're pretty down there. Yes, they're very pretty. But you can't go. You're too young. I've been there before. You can go when you're older. They're real nice to me. Sometimes oh. they give me sweets and say I'm a good boy and I should come back when I'm older. Yes. And you then should. I come back a couple days later and they give me more sweets. <laughs> so I know how it works. <laughs> All right. Well, it sounds like you have an arrangement with the ladies at the Callistria Temple already. Yeah. So, yeah, just do what you want, I guess. Well, they, st- they also tell me I can't keep coming there if I don't have money. That, I got, that I'm getting in the way of all the paying customers. So if I go there with money, they'll let me come in. Yeah, they'll probably still just give you candy, though. Uh, if they know so it's good for them. That's, that's why I'm going, because they give me candy. Yeah. Why else would you go to the Temple of Callistria? <sighs> I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> <laughs> We'll sit you down. We'll have a real nice, informative talk (laughs) in like 10 to 15 years. (laughs) (laughs) 10 to 15 years. (laughs) Goodness. (laughs) So who wants eggs and salted fish? You'd better say yes, because that's what we're having. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And they tuck into a nice meal of eggs and salted fish. And water. (laughs) Um, And through the city, uh, people are dealing with their various problems. People talking without speaking. People hearing without listening. (laughs) Uh, We look at... People writing songs that voices never share. (laughs) We look at... um, Damien sitting by his friend getting up to leave. We look at Unia and Siren and Lenore and Kester having a dinner together. Cressida Croft in her office tipping uh tipping uh more coffee into a mug sitting on her desk. Ah, this sounds like a hallelujah montage, actually. Yeah. <laughs> hallelujah. Um, hallelujah. And hallelujah. somewhere at a seedy bar, two gentlemen sit down. And they uh, we recognize them, of course, as Baldrago. And his good friend, Corallo. It helps that they have name tags. Yeah. Uh, Baldrago <laughs> and Corallo, uh, the two that survived all the world's meat. 
they they sort of take their mugs, slam them on the table, slam them against each other, and knock them back. And then we go to a lair with an alligator and bones sunken to the riverbed. And a few boots clack across the floorboards. <gasps> and a foot taps. And a man spins a key. <sighs> and turns on his heel to leave. Pick it up next time. Would you look at that? We made it through the entire episode and those death and dying rules didn't come up at all. I guess there was nothing to worry about. I guess we can all just pull up a chair by the nice cozy fire and relax. Nothing to worry about here. Before we go, I wanted to give some extra shout outs for some elements that helped us out a lot this episode. First of all, a massive thank you to Philips Music Bazaar for their amazing soundtracks. We've linked their page in the description here, so you can check out a number of great tabletop music tracks to use in your own games. This session featured two tracks from Philips Music Bazaar. During the Charlatan fight, we had a wonderful action track called Vanguard's Might, and Kester's antics were paired with A Halfling in the Kitchen. You can find these and more over on their Patreon. Most of the tracks are free, but you get some nice extras if you back them. We would also like to thank What Do You Do Podcast Network for making us aware of this and other great tools for AdventurePath podcasters. And as always, a shout out to Sirenscape for letting us use their software to bring life to our world. This was made all the easier by their Curse the Crimson Throne soundscapes. Thanks, guys. You're awesome. As a reminder, if you want to keep up with us, chat, or just see some nice art, you can follow us on Twitter at to have and to roll. That's T-O-Have and T-O-R-O-L-L. Or on Tumblr to have and to roll.tumblr.com. I know I say this every week, but please, if you have a minute, rate and review us on iTunes. We would love to hear from as many people as possible, and it really helps us reach more people. Also, if you like the show, tell your friends, show us your memes. We're both here in quarantine and any social interaction is welcome. Please send help. We are talking to the cats entirely too much. No, no, Autumn, obviously I'm joking. I, I love talking to you, but ugh, princess, ugh, so rude. Anyway, uh, we'll be back next week with more investigation into Venkaskin's motives. Until then, thank you and goodbye. Oh my goodness. Look, they're they're just ginger beer bottles. <laughs> I don't have a problem. I can quit whenever I want. Autumn. Hello. She's so cute. Hi, sweet pea. 
He's like, Mama's, Mama's playing games. She's talking to her computer. She's not talking to me. I want Mama to talk to me. Also, uh, something that I just noticed, um, the, uh, the streets next to Thuminexus, uh, on the east side of the, uh, Jigari River, instead of saying street, they say steet. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> All three of them. There's, oh boy! There's Captain Steet, Three Mask okay, Steet, okay. and Doc Steet. Right, so, uh... <laughs> when you hit with a ranged weapon that you have charged with your arcane pool, you get back an arcane point. That's that's fucking. You ridiculous. get back an arcane pool I gotta, point. I gotta I gotta I gotta tell you this is some bullshit. You right get here. back an arcane pool point for hitting there something. There's there's so few things that give you back arcane pool. Well, that's wild. I mean, this is also still running on the assumption that Damien actually hits something. That's true. That's true. 